everybody. What's up, dudes? This is Trash Sass Street. Yes. I'm too lazy to think of an intro this this episode. It's the end of summer. Yeah, you know. You know, the summer of nothing. That we really didn't do anything but wait for the world to end. Yeah, and pretty much. Yeah. Send your letters now. <laughs> uh, Trash Sass Street. Trash Sass Street, Jamie Z. Lisa. So what's going on? What's happening? Oh, plenty. Mm. I had something that happened, actually. Okay, what happened? So this is sort of a... We'll call it... It's, it's basically... It, it's a true tale of the Bible, but is the truest tale ever okay. told. All right. So a couple weeks ago, by our reckoning, we had this tropical storm. Yeah. Yes. So I'll give you a little background, folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about this. So I live near a river. I live about 200 feet, 200 feet from a river bank. In a van. And no, now I'm um, I don't want to say exactly where because I don't want groupies. <laughs> but if you're familiar with like the River Trail and um, the Schuylkill River, the Schuylkill River, yeah, the Schuylkill River Trail and the Schuylkill River, <laughs> the distance from the trail to the river itself is probably I don't know more or less a good indicator of how far I live from a river. And there's a fair amount of distance. Tuesday morning, my power goes out. I puttered around the house waiting for it to come back on. Got to a point where I was going to go out and get uh, my devices charged. And, of course, in there, you know, it poured down rain. Mm-hmm. And then it stopped. It got sunny out for a little walk. So the damage. As I was leaving with my bag packed to charge devices, my power came back on. Now, fortunately, I said, fuck it because of what happened next. <laughs> so this is around 3.30 p.m. I drive to a location... Not so far away, cross several bridges, don't really have any issues getting here, and this is like 3.30. So around 7, I'm checking email, and I'm seeing all these weird cryptic emails from my property manager saying, no parking against the service road and your cars will be towed and no parking on the trails. I'm like, this seems like kind of fucked up. Yeah. And I, I so I left my, my location and drove home. Thinking, I don't want anyone taking my private parking spot. The first thing I noticed was where it took me probably 20 minutes max to get to where I was. It took me 45 minutes to an hour to get back home. It was bad. And because bridges start to shut down, the dam was overflowing. It was horrendous. And I'm sure a lot of you people have experienced the same thing. So basically, the, the floodwaters had risen up to my doorstep. And would later, I discover, enter the garage. I could not get to my apartment. I had to turn around and find alternate living arrangements. Yeah. I get there. I get to the uh, Oaks Marriott, I believe it is, the convention center. Mm -hmm. And the guy there, he's the night guy. And clearly he's out of his element because, one, I'm sure he doesn't see that many, like, bookings during the week. Yeah. And he was getting slammed. He seemed a little touched in the head to begin with, to be perfectly honest. And he's talking about his divorce and all this stuff. And he said he went from, like... Three bookings to twenty three. He rung me up, and while I'm there, I heard I heard someone say, "Blah blah blah something, scamdemic," and I looked around. And I saw people had taken off their mandatory masks. Ugh. So I took the stairs up to the fourth floor because I wasn't going to ride in elevators with those scum people. <laughs> had a fitful night, not sleeping because I sleep with a breathing robot yeah. CPAP, which I did not have with me. Got up, watched some South Park. Watch a sex infomercial for dildos. and uh, It was quite a night. It was quite a night, quite a morning. And basically discovered that the, the floodwaters had receded. Um, however, for the next four days, it smelled like high fucking tide. And we are still recovering. There's still like just mud banks everywhere. Yeah, it was bad. Um, I live near the Schuylkill River Trail about a mile from, and you couldn't see it. Yes. <laughs> it, there's a dog park kind of by my uh-huh. house, and the dog park... Was just like under water. Like mm-hmm. it was insane. Mark and I and, and Victor um, drove around and looking. The dam by by in Phoenixville on twenty three. Yeah, was flooding over. I I had to drive through that. Yeah, they had a cop directing people. Yeah, like I could barely get home. We wanted to like look at all the different like flooding areas. Uh-huh. It was it was freaking nuts. Yeah. The worst, the craziest was you should have went and looked. Um, you know where the Pauling's Road trailhead is and stuff. Oh, I could see. And by from the, the dump, you the Perkyoman was not there anymore. Yeah, I saw that. I saw from the road. And also the Expo Center. You know how like uh, if you park by the Expo Center and like go to the mm-hmm. trailway that way, 
there's that train trestle, that abandoned train trestle. Yeah. The water was maybe three or four feet from touching that. Yeah, it, it was, was like so bad. Off. When I got to my apartment complex, so there's like a there's a road that runs along the river, and they always close that. There's a back road, so that road is where like there are people parked. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, there might not be any parking. I might have to ask Jamie, like drop my. Yeah, I would have been fine. You um, but then I got to the end of that road and mm-hmm. saw that there was just water. I was like, no, and I could not get to my apartment. That's the other thing. It was flooded out. People were kayaking. It's nuts. And it had receded by the next morning. Yeah, that's what I've been up to. You, what's what's new with you? As if I did not know. I have sad news. Yeah. My poor little baby kitty cat has passed on. Asano died yes. Thursday, August 13th. He's been on and off sick. Actually, the last time we recorded, uh, I had to do a, an emergency trip to the emergency vet. So I had like four beers in me. I had to take yeah. the cat because he was just like, he had pancreatitis is what it ended up being. And he kind of never recovered. He mm-hmm. like hit a, a bright patch where he was good for like three, four days. That was during the flooding. Mm-hmm. Then he just took a a, yeah. a bad turn. So, you know. My little baby's in heaven, yeah. and uh, yeah, we're waiting for his ashes, so we're just kind of mm-hmm. trying to get back to normal and mm. all that fun stuff, mm. but it, it was pretty terrible, and um, at least he's not in pain, and he wasn't in pain for that that long, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we got to say goodbye, and like Animal Medical Center and Trap is amazing. Mm-hmm. They're really good people and helped us out a lot, so yeah, I miss my baby. Yeah. Yeah. What uh. do you do if I just started bawling? <laughs> I'd be very uncomfortable. I know. I I'd, I'd excuse myself and I'd drive away. <laughs> but no, I don't mean to laugh. Yeah. I, I miss him so much. And yeah, uh, yeah so uh, life goes on. He had, he's 15 and a half and um, he wasn't supposed to live. He's been dealing with kidney disease his whole life. Mm-hmm. And pretty much, I think when he was like six, seven or eight, might have even been six. They were like, don't expect him to live into like double digits. Ah. So living to 15 and a half at like was pretty mm-hmm. good. He, he ultimately had IBD, which is inflammatory, inflammatory uh, bowel disease that kind of, he ended up having like, they were, they found like pretty much lymphoma in his yeah. intestines and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he had a, had an awesome life. So my baby Asana. Yeah. Oh, well, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a, he's okay. He's hanging out and basking in the sun and, mm-hmm. pl- you know, rolling around and kidding up. So, you know, cat heaven is. It's human hell. <laughs> Pretty he's much. Healthy. He's with the devil now. <laughs> but yeah, we're all doing good. Victor took it really well, too. Yeah. And uh, Victor already wants a new kitty yeah. to name it Floofthart. I was like, no, mm. no. We're gonna it's my aunt's name, Aunt Floofthart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Um, starting school soon, which is going to be interesting. So I have to do a clinical day, too. So I have to physically yeah. be on campus twice a week for mm-hmm. three hours. Um, so I was going over some of the orientation stuff tonight was like quite interesting. I have to like download some app for when I take a test so you're not cheating. Oh, it's one of those like, um, proctor. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So yeah, at least it's something to like look forward to and get my mind off things Mm -hmm. and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about get to some, the music. Some music. Yeah. Gulch. Yes. Thing a, a big hubbub about Gulch. This is the album Impenetrable Cerebral, and it came out uh, July twenty fourth of this year, and they are out of Santa Cruz, California, and they are all over the place, kind of musically mm-hmm. wise. They're like grind, hardcore, punk, noise, and I think they're pretty interesting. They're like they have a really big buzz around them, like the the next big thing in hardcore. Mm-hmm. They're changing hardcore, blah blah blah. Um, I really like this album. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. It's different. Um, yeah. So it starts off with imper- <laughs> Impermeable Cerebral, and it's pretty much blazing fast at first. Reminds me a little bit of D- uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in your face. I really like his vocals. They're kind of remind me like the, the lead singer of Filth. They're kind of like these crusty punk vocals that just growl at you. And it has like um, some groove metal, some hardcore. It reminds me a little like Converge mixed in there. Cries of Pleasure, Heavenly heavenly Pain, an instrumental, the first 45 seconds, and then it's like, bam, like kind Mm -hmm. of a mix of Converge, uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, but it's its own unique sound. Uh, Self-inflicted mental terror, more metallic hardcore vibe. Um, I really like the guitar work. Kind of has this like sleazy feel I'm to sorry. it. I'm sorry. I just looked over. Just <laughs> Jamie has a doodle of Asano with a halo around his head and wings, and I guess he's saying meow. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to disturb you. Yeah. 
Lie, deny, sanctify. Very thrashy, fast intro. Kind of reminds me of mun Municipal Waste a little bit. Very heavy. Fucking Toward Salvation. That's one of my favorite songs on the album. It's like a tuned down, heavy hardcore sound, and I really like um, how it has like a dual vocal type feel in it. All Fall Down, The Well. Has, it reminds me a little bit of All Rotten. I was always a big All Rotten fan growing up. Shallow, reflective pools of guilt. It's very brutal, in your face, heavy as shit hardcore. Um, and the last song's the most different, and I really like it. It's uh, probably my second favorite song on the album. Uh, Sin in My Heart it has this uh, slow buildup. It's really like slower, doomy. They, they said they wanted almost like a Susie and the Banshees type feel to it. Like, it's a yeah. very different song, and it, it's really good. It, it, it's just cool to end right. it on that, like a just different sound. It's 15 minutes of like heavy as fuck, in your face, noise, hardcore, punk, grind. It's been compared to like Botch, as I said, Dillinger Escape Club, um, stuff like that, but almost has like a, a, as I said, with more punk rock elements mm -hmm. to it and like the crusty vocals. Um, I think it's very unique and it works and I, I dig it. I um, like it. I thought for like a, it had a very metal sound instrument, yeah, it's especially very, the guitars. And yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very, it does, they have, it's a very unique sound. Mm -hmm. I really did like it. You kind of find what you want in it. Like I've listened to it a few times and when I first listened to it, I'm like, oh, it's like very metallic hardcore. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, eh, it kind of has like this punk going through it and then like thrash metal. Mm -hmm. it's, it's cool. It's really good. Um, apparently they played This Is Hardcore last year and they did really, oh. um, People loved it, but people are loving this album. Yeah. It slightly reminds me of Vane a little bit, too. But yeah, Gulch is, is pretty good. Um, check it mm. out. Um, I forget what record label they were on, but mm. whatever. Yeah. It's, band, it's on Bandcamp. Check mm -hmm. it out. I'm going to talk about Goldie Dawn. Cool. This is self-titled uh, EP. Cool. First release came out uh, end of May, uh, 529. Of Drunken Sailor Records out of Glasgow, Scotland. Scotland. So, how to describe Goldie Dawn? It's it's weird, and somehow it sounds like it's a it's a punk band. It sounds both it sounds both DIY minimalist and or and heavily produced at the same time. I it's hear a weird. It. It's very like garagey punk slash rock and roll. Yeah. Kinda. It, it, but it, yeah, I hear what you mean. Like the vocals are kind of the vocals are kind of like. Minimal, mm -hmm. and then like the sound itself of the instruments seemed like a, a little more pretty. It's hard. I mean, honestly, you could describe it as either late seventies punk that is heavily influenced by rock, yes. or late seventies rock that is heavily influenced by punk. I could see, yeah, and either one of them. The lead singer, whose name is not Goldie Dawn, it's like mm -hmm. Kate something. Yeah, I forget. Um, I looked at their name on their Bandcamp. They compare on their Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. They compare her to either Ladelia Black of. The Head Cody's. Yes. Or Sabrina Ellis of A Giant Dog. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I quite hear either other than, sure, why not? Because they were like popular uh, garagey. Be good, it's good to be compared to those. Yeah. Two. And it opens with Gone with the Wind, sort of the quintessential. Gone yeah, with the Wild? I Gone with the Wild, yeah, sorry. Uh, I've made the mistake lyric the last like two days. It's, it sounds very throwbacky, but there's like, like a fuller instrumentation. At times it almost sounds like a party song. Yeah, I can see and that. And I would say, or. You know, a term I throw around a lot, L.A. Sleezo, a little bit. Yeah. Not Van Halen, but like, a Van Halen's band before they actually became a band. Yeah, I thing. could see that. They almost seem like a band they'd be playing at like a, I wouldn't want to say a wedding, like you're having a party and like your friend's band that used yeah. to play some shows and they like, have a little notoriety, like decided yeah. to play your, your you know, birthday mm -hmm. party or something. I don't know. The second song, Crime, has a like a fuzzier, heavier sound. Mm-hmm. What's Inside might be my favorite, which has... The third like, song? Yeah. Yeah, third, third um, and the fourth are my favorite. Like, the solo rolls, it's like, has a, like that one has, like, a lot of rockabilly-esque. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's funny, because you could argue that it's four songs. It's almost the, let's say, the, the evolution of punk, because the last song has a lot of country influence. I can see that, too, yeah. Which, you know, how many of those, you know, guys mm -hmm. end up doing country albums. And, yeah, it's short, it's sweet. It doesn't entirely hit... <coughs> sorry, oh, COVID. It doesn't entirely hit... Like the sweet spot for me either way, because mm -hmm. I like it. I would like it all one way or all the other, but it's good. It's decent. I um, liked it. Just something to listen to. Yeah, yeah, I picked it out at random. I think I, I literally the, the one, one of the females is from a, from a giant dog, right? No, they they or compared to compared to, to oh, yeah. okay. so Sabrina Ellis is from a giant dog. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the much maligned recently sweet spirit. Not really. <laughs> I didn't like that album. Anyway, Goldie Dawn. I guess I will go with. Um, since we were talking about Susie Sue in the last Gulch song, uh -huh. I'm going to go with uh, Primitive Teeth. Yay! That was out May of this year. I think it's on Dirt Cult Records, and it is self-titled mm -hmm. EP. 
they're from Chicago. They're gothy, <coughs> post-punk, dark punk. They're a three-piece. If you like Savages, if you like Joy Division, mm -hmm. that type of stuff, Susie Sue, you would like Primitive Teeth. Um, apparently, they're from a bunch of hardcore bands that are just not around anymore, like Violent N and uh, Manipulation. I forget mm -hmm. what other what other bands were listed. But they've been around, like, they're kind of... Um, been on, in the scene for a while. It starts with a bubble of me, very Susie Sue sounding, very cool goth song, goth rock, pretty cool. Auscultation, auscultation. <laughs> Am I saying that right? I have no idea. <laughs> that one was like, I just went right about this song. Um, it's too hard to talk about. Like 70s, 80s proto punk guitar work. It's a little slower. Kind of has a, a Bauhaus slash Cure feel. It's really cool. Her her vo her vocals like straight remind me of Susie Sue yeah. a bit. I like the last two songs are my favorite. Uh, oh, Avoidance. Oh, I love the lyrics for Avoidance. Yeah, the lyrics are all really, really yeah. well written and, and really cool. Avoidance almost has a blondie feel to it. Yeah. It has some really catchy hooks. Um, and it's one of the, the more melodic of the mm -hmm. tracks. It has like, you know, as I said, like catchy hooks and stuff. But it's really cool. I really like the lyrics. And then Out of Sync is a really good song. Um, almost has a Pretenders feel to it. It has a really cool guitar solo that actually fits. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty depressing song. Yeah. I'm guessing it's all about grief. Mm -hmm. um, if you go on Bandcamp, you can read along the lyrics yeah. with it. But I love it. It's an EP. Oh, great... I cannot wait for a full length. Mm -hmm. It's like this cool dark punk sound, but different enough um, not to be generic sounding, if that yeah. makes sense. But it, it's really good if you like that type of stuff. And it kind of goes along with our who we reviewed last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you like that type of sound, you'll like Primitive Teeth. It's... So I, I love this album. I can't I think wait her to hear more. Christina Wolf yeah. is, is the um, lead, mm -hmm. lead singer. I think "Bubble of Me," which was the first song, was my favorite. Mm -hmm. That was um, their single, by the yeah. way. Mm -hmm. It's Christine. it's not entirely fair comparison, but going back to Goldie Dawn, mm -hmm. this album does what Goldie Dawn was almost trying to do a lot better. I could see that. And it's not quite a one to one, but different I think, style. But again, yeah. it Primitive Teeth probably hits my sweet spot for what I like a lot more. Yeah, I thought you would be into listening to this as well. So. Mm -hmm. So, for my next band. Yep. There are certain artists, Jamie, that are just iconic. Yes. Um, well, the, the Beatles. Beatles. The, uh, the Stones, mm -hmm. the Rolling Stones. Led Zeppelin. The Led Zeppelin, The yeah. Who. Mm -hmm. Tom um, Petty. Tom Petty and his Heartbreakers. And, of course, the Toilet Bowl Cleaners. Oh, yeah. So, who are the Toilet Bowl, or who is the Toilet Bowl Cleaners might be a more apropos. Mm, okay. So, the Toilet Bowl Cleaners is... One of the proj many projects of a man named Matt Fairley, who lives in Danvers, Massachusetts. Okay. He claims to have authored or written over 20,000 songs uh, from a variety of bands uh, put out by Molten Media. Okay. His most prolific project is The Toilet Bowl Cleaners. Yes. Excellent. And uh, the first album, Songs About Poop, Puke, and Pee, Ooh. came out in 2008. Uh, followed quickly, also in 2008. With let's not forget about snot boogers and earwax, uh, and of course holiday poop puke and pee mm, holiday theme yeah which had you know such classics as I pooped on Santa's lap <laughs> and Easter bunny poop pellets um, and you know there are other who can forget songs like the that pretty girl just farted I think or Zoe Zoe dashing out book poops so between now and in over ten year span. Mm -hmm. 15 albums. Yeah. He, he, grinding. And. Grinding. Hustle. And the songs are like, it's it's largely just vocals and a synth. Mm -hmm. um, there's some shoehorning of lyrics. Sort of borrowing from a variety of stylistic genres. Um, sometimes almost sounding like parodies of actual songs. Mm -hmm. It's very juvenile. But like, it's funny. And again, the big admiration I have is. 15 albums, and this guy pretty much stuck to the same formula all the time. Allow me to read you okay. a selection from perhaps his most famous Okay. Or popular when was the song. last album out, do you know? 2018. Oh, okay. Nah, he's slacking, man. And that had such songs, I believe, as Poop on Your Fingernails, um, The Pope Shits, <laughs> or Poops. Um, there's one about not wiping. There's one called Turtle Head. It's fucked up. <laughs> this is from... The Poop 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 song, just to give you what we're talking about. And of course, it'll be hopefully playing under lyrics. Um, I listened to this on YouTube. And do yourself a favor one afternoon and look up the toilet bowl cleaners and just take a wander. <laughs> poop, 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 poop. It falls out my bum. It doesn't look tasty to me, but flies say yum, yum, yum. 
When I'm constipated, the poop just won't come. My day's not complete until I've pooped at least some. And yeah, I like was, I think, I don't even remember what I was doing. I might have been looking for something for the bed of, oh, I do remember. You're looking for porn? Yeah, well, you know, that's what ended up. It was a weird, like, YouTube wander when I was looking for, originally, uh, covers of You're So Vain because we talked about Carl oh, Simon yeah. get, getting spankied. Yeah. And for some reason, I ended up there. Okay. It was like, this is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's the shitload of songs, no pun intended. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's worth your time. Uh, if you have young children, it's probably worth their time. <laughs> well, um, you were saying what about... Uh... He gets a lot of royalties from Alexa, you said? Or? So, so the Poop 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 song, which I believe at a certain point is just him saying the word poop 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 all over again. He apparently, he says he gets something like a, a, a very good amount of royalties each month from mainly kids requesting it on Alexa. <laughs> I saw a claim that he um, he's very adept at manipulating search tags to mm. get his stuff ranked higher on Spotify. So he knows how to do search engine optimization, yeah. I presume. And he works, of course, a day job. No way. I know, shocking. <laughs> uh, pooptacular. Uh, and keep that in mind when I review my... We do our third review. Oh, okay. But anyway. Um, NASCAR out. Uh, before you say a word... Okay, sorry. This is Podcast 82. Oh, yeah. Never have before... Have I been so eager to hear what you have to say about a band that NASCAR Aloe? Uh, NASCAR Aloe. He has a bunch of singles out. I kind of stumbled upon him looking up stuff to review. Um, uh-huh. Although now I have like a sitting on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I looked up the songs Degenerate Fuck or Punk. Is it Degenerate Fuck, I think? Degenerate Fuck. I Throw a Fit and Feet. Yes. And I th- Degenerate Fuck came out in August. I Throw a Fit came out in July. And a Feet came out in May. Yeah. And he is a Cambodian rapper slash punk rock slash hardcore artist out of North Carolina who moved mm-hmm. to L.A. And they're on. he's on Epitaph. And all these songs are under two minutes. And it works best if you watch the videos because he's very Yeah, visual. you have to watch the videos. Uh, so anyway, I stumbled upon this guy like just accidentally and i think he's fucking amazing Uh, (laughs) i listened to a couple interviews uh apparently he lost his liberty spikes and stuff but Uh, he was just like a kid who grew up in like this hick town that was like into skating mm -hmm. and stuff and at first i thought all his tattoos were fake because they're like straight up like legit like hardcore and punk tattoos like his destroyer crosses and they're all real so he's like legit as far as i know unless he's doing a really good job keeping up on it which is possible so let me go into degenerate fuck Mm -hmm. It's hip-hop. It's angry. It's old-school beats meet hardcore screams. Yeah. It's very cool that the, he's just, like, walking around Liberty Spikes and bondage pants just yeah. drinking and, like, throwing up. Oh, everyone's throwing up in that video. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing. And it's under two minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a blast to the face, but uh-huh. it, like, works. I really, I, I really like it. I Throw a Fit I thought was fucking super cool. It's a weird-ass video. It's the same thing. It's hip hop, hardcore screams. It's all about Corona. I say, is that the one where Donald they sample anti, Donald yeah, Trump? Yeah, anti mm-hmm. Donald Trump has like these low files samples. It kind of reminds me of Peaches a bit in some yeah. weird way, just the way it, like, not like the music style. Almost like mm-hmm. that first Peaches album where like it's just kind of low recorded, and you're like, what the fuck yeah. am I listening to? And it's all about like xenophobia and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's fucking awesome. It's yeah. catchy as shit. Uh, feet. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Yes, it is awesome. It's all about foot fetish. It almost reminds me of a Prodigy song a little yeah. bit. Um, but I find this guy absolutely fant- like fascinating. As I said, he's a Cambodian skater, rapper, who loves old school hip-hop, thrash and punk. It's catchy. It's in your face. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't play it around the, the kids. Yeah. But I dig it. I really want to get a full album from Let him. Let me show you my note. I don't know what to think. But so... <laughs> Were you like... What the hell is she listening to? I was to? like, I was is she really out of like, her mind? I was like, did you send me the right? But it's just so different. So it's, it's super cool. It's I don't know. very. It's like if you ever been on a car trip and stopped at a rest stop and drunk from the drinking fountain and it's all metallic. Yeah. That's that. This this is that aftertaste, but it's hit. I could not stop watching. Like it it's is, very visual. Like you have to like that. Um, I throw a fit, like, if you listen, mm-hmm. like, the first time you listen to it, you're just watching the video more, yeah. and then the second time, you're like, wow, this is actually a cool song, it's kind of catchy. Yeah, you kind of got to watch it at least once to sort of pre-wet your brain to accept it, Yeah. but yeah, it's insane, and it's like... 
Uh, and the feet is all like having a foot fetish yeah. and like it's it it's he's he's someone to watch. I think yeah. he's very interesting and he seems like a really cool dude. Yeah. Like, he's out there. Um but yeah, uh NASCAR Allo, check him out. It's hard to find stuff on him and I was really trying to look for like more stuff, but he you, yeah. you can't find a ton. But, I saw like he sang on like someone else's Yeah. yeah. And he has his like Liberty Spikes in his yeah. bondage pants. Like yeah, yeah it's, it's it's interesting. It's and especially like the first, what was the first song again? Degenerate Fuck. Yeah, it's like literally just all these crosswalks sitting around drinking like 40s and vomiting. Like through the whole <laughs> video. And that's when like... Uh, uh, You're like, what is she I was saying? like, is this going to change into a different song? Because that's when I thought it was going to be like a parody intro into a different song. It wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was cool. I like it. Right. Um, before you get to your... Your next yeah. one, I'm going to grab a busier. Yeah. So, Divisional Laura Lee has a new one out. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. Mark listened to it. He liked it. He says it's more like Black City. I'm sure I'll do a review. Yeah. That's all I thought of right now. I have a lot. Oh, uh, You're uh, the Knife. I listened yeah. to that. They're like, um, I had a Delaware. I've seen them play before. I just mm-hmm. listened to an interview with their the bassist. Uh, well, I forget her name, but she's really cool. Mm-hmm. I've seen them play live, but they're metallic hardcore. And it's pretty good stuff. So, mm-hmm. I will get my busier. Well, while you're getting your beer... Uh, do you listen to the jump at all? The jump? Yeah. Uh, Shirley's? Oh, yeah. Then they announced that they're having a new album. But no, I have listened to the jump, but not in a while. So the jump season two is out. And among others, it's funny you should bring up Peaches. She interviews Peaches. Oh, cool. And they talk about... So the jump is Shirley Manson's podcast where she speaks with an artist and they talk about... The artist chooses a song that they consider influential in their catalog. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it. Peaches... Sharon Van Etten. Oh, cool. Angel Olsen. Wow. And I think like George Clinton. Yeah, uh, Liz mm-hmm. Fair, George Clinton. Oh, shit. But Pete just talks about, you talk about that first album. Mm-hmm. And apparently like Fuck the Pain Away, which is the song she chose. Yeah. Was the recording you hear in the album was the recording that the club made the very first time she recorded that song ever. Oh, wow. That's pretty and interesting. And it's, it's a very interesting one. She's very... They're all very interesting. Um, That's kind of what, yeah, NASCAR Allo, like, the only way I can explain it is, like, the first time you hear Peaches, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah. what? But Peaches <laughs> talks about... I guess they had heard that record execs would use her as a metric, and they'd be like, hey, be like Peaches, but only 20% like Peaches. <laughs> But yeah, that's a good one. Anyway. Oh, before you start too, uh, Turned Out a Punk had Butch Vig on. Yeah, I haven't I listened to it I didn't finish it, but it was really, really good. Yeah. And um, Damien says he wants everyone from Garbage on because he thinks, he said that he, he used to work for Much Music back in the day. So mm-hmm. he interviewed a lot of these people, like, and he interviewed Garbage. Yeah. And he was saying how every one of them were like the nicest people. Yeah. And Butch Vig seems really, really cool and everything. Let's not digress. They're artists. Bear with us. Because this is not... The kind of name you may normally expect uh, to be heard. You know, not necessarily. Well, let's say in we a... Did, we did Sia. Everyone knows I'm a big yeah. Sia fan. Yeah, so in a podcast that, like, at least we... I think we tend to feature people who more or less... More independent. Need, need day jobs, probably, <laughs> to record. We're not going to talk about probably the... Commercially, one of the biggest albums this year. Yes. If not the biggest. Mm-hmm. Folklore, Taylor Swift. Yes. This came out 724. Taylor Swift's eight album... Eighth album, it was a surprise in that she gave basically 16 hours notice. Yeah, she dropped it real quick. That dropped, and this is on YouTube. Yes. And it it is so different. It's really good. Like, it's, again, <laughs> it's the kind of album that only someone who does not, either someone who does not rely on music as their only source of income, yeah. or someone who is so fucking rich and successful... Yeah. They can do whatever they want. This is uh, Taylor Swift's Red-Headed Stranger, and it is... Yeah, it seems like she was... This is what she wanted to do. This yeah. is like her plague album where she's just sitting there and... But, so, yeah, and I think they actually yeah, talked about their COVID album. And it was co-produced by, uh, I believe it's Adam Dressler? I'm not sure. Of The National? Oh, okay. That Dressler. makes some sense, yeah. It's very different. Not to cut you off, like, Dan, my, my niece is a, a big Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. And when it came out, we were down the shore, and I was like, oh, what'd you think of it? And she's like, it's different. She's like, it's very like low key, very mm-hmm. folky, mm-hmm. kind of kind of going back to her country roots. She's like, I, yeah. I like it though. She's like, she says the f word too. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I this just is complained. the first time she might have said the f word. Oh. At times, it's a straight folk album. Yeah, a lot of or folk accent. She does experiment a bit with the formula. Yeah, she explores some very interesting things. Even the songs that don't sound country have a country aesthetic. Yeah, it opens with the one, mm-hmm. which is a. Uh, sort of a post-breakup song, musing about your ex. There's kind of a beat to it. 
I actually love this song. Like, I, love I thought it, it was yeah. really good. I was like, wow, this is the That's Taylor how it Swift. Was, I was, I'm like, t- uh, I'm guessing that's Because I was going to listen to this literally just to talk about it briefly. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it was really um, good. Shit, I had another thought there. Um, Sorry. No, it's not you. I had it before and I was losing it even as you were speaking. So it opens with the one, yeah, music about your ex. It bleeds into Cardigan, which I'm going to talk about Cardigan mm-hmm. uh, when I, at the end because I'm going to talk about two other songs. The, yeah. I like Cardigan. I thought it was good. I like the, yeah. the video too. I yeah, think it was yeah a Cardigan song. is a video about a magic piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it's hard to play piano in the water. Yeah, it shouldn't. <laughs> or or go or hide in it. It's yes. like Narnia in reverse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's funny. I, I remember what I was going to say. I was listening to another podcast that came out probably the week this uh, Folklore dropped. And it's um, two female hosts. Uh, one of them is actually is, is Devin Leary, who is Dennis Leary's daughter. Oh, shit. And her co-host had like had broken up with her boyfriend mm-hmm. before the like they started this podcast. And they're both fairly prominent people. Like, Devin Leary works on The Daily Show. Oh, okay. Our co-host, Carolina Barlow, is like, she's a writer for a lot of things. And she's like, works with Will, oh my God, what's his Farrell? name? Will Farrell. <laughs> Devin goes, oh my God, I am so jealous that you're, you broke up because this would be the best album to listen to. <laughs> um, you broke up. Yeah, all the songs are, for the most part, all the songs are about love in some way. Yeah. There are a few exceptions, but anyway. So, Cardigan, which... Is yeah, it's like a somber ballad. I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. about later. Um, Last Great American Dynasty mm-hmm. is a story. It's a bit faster than the rest of the songs. It's yeah. a bit of a twang. It is a narrative song about Rebecca Harkis. Taylor Swift then turns it to be about her, which yeah. is a bit egotistical, but I like it. So Rebecca Harkis was like some sort of rebel party girl who married the heir to the Standard Oil fortune. Yeah, in the 30s, and then like he died, she fucked him to death or something. <laughs> The song uses the word gauche, which is one of my favorite words. Gauche? Yeah, because know. the parties were nice, but a little bit gauche. Yeah. No, the wedding was gauche. Yeah. And it basically, it details her life. And I actually had to look it up because I'm like, this song is a little too specific. Wasn't it something with, like, the house she bought might have been, like, one of... Oh, so the house, yeah, the house they, like, lived in, that Rebecca Hargis lived in. Like, Taylor bought or something. Taylor bought, because yeah. then she talks about how she moved into it. Yeah. Um, this song actually reminded me of an artist we did a long time ago. I don't even remember, Emperor X... Okay, I don't remember the sound so much, but I remember the name. All right, well, I'm going to be talking... Emperor X is going to be on the next podcast, most likely. Okay, cool. Well, not the actual Emperor Yes. <laughs> but he, it's the kind of song that he would do where it's kind of like an indie folk with like kind of okay. a beat. Exile with Bonavar. Yes, Bonavar. Is great. It's a very it's sad, really good, it's yeah. somber. And that's about, you know, lovers drifting apart. Very heartbreaking. Yeah, it's a very sad song. And very but beautiful. Pe- and it's really, like a lot of these songs are pure. They're all driven. like just beautiful songs. Yeah, and yeah, every song is beautiful. There's not a loser on the album. It seems like hard to say the Donald Loser on the fucking album. Loser um, song! My Tears Ricochet. I really like that song. It's a song about a ghost singing about her lover. I, it's a really yeah, good song. Um, seven. This is when I was like... This is sort of my favorite, where this sounds like it's like a, an Angel Olsen or a Shara Van Etten song. Yeah, it's like kind of cute, sweet, but it's very chill, kind of. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did hear some Angel Olsen. I honestly wonder if this was the... If this album comes sooner before she has really established her in a career, I think it would be a different conversation. Yeah. Like, we'd be talking about, yeah, like, we talk like we talk cat power, to be honest with you. Yeah. Mirrorball mm-hmm. is really fucking sad, and it's, you know, sort of about trying to change for someone, like, right before a relationship ends. I like toilet tiptoes. Toilet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a That's what um, she, says, she says about toilet tiptoes yeah. or something. Invisible String is a very simple country twang. That's good. It's a good I like song. one of my yeah. favorite songs of the album. It's very bouncy. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk about sort so there's August. Uh, well, we're going to yeah. so August there's a triptych in this album. Cardigan, August and Betty yeah. are three songs that are all on the same subject. Yeah. There's literally it's about a high school relationship. Uh, yes. From three different points of view. Going back to Cardigan, um, where That's Swifty from James's can, or something poor yeah. point of view. Or Cardigan, something? no, Cardigan is from Betty's. That, okay. So yeah. the three characters are Betty, James, and possibly Inez. Yeah. Who are all named for Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's three children. Well, that's what they're thinking. It's not I think totally... she came out and said it. I don't know if she came out and said uh, She it. did come out okay. and said it, and I'll explain why, because... Um, I'll explain why. So, Cardigan is... It is... It's very sad. It's very somber. And it's... That one's from the point of view of Betty. Okay. And basically talking about, like, how she was comfortable in this relationship, and she got dumped mm-hmm. when she was 17. Yes. So again, a part, like a, this is all about like the hurt of your first love. 
Mm-hmm. All three. Um, August, which is a bit more of a country song, has a um, like a catchy hook. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about like sort of a summer flag. And that is written from the point of view of the mystery girl. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like, she falls in love with James. Mm-hmm. They have a thing and she like loves him, but he kind of just blows her off. Yeah. Because um, he's only 17. Only 17. <laughs> but you know... When you're young, they don't think you know anything. Yes. Um, oh, shit. And I like how she incorporates different lyrics that harken back to each song. And that's that sort of where... That kind of, like, connect together. It's very, very good. Yeah. And Betty, which is from Dave's point of view, which is the most listenable song in the... Not Betty's my favorite song. It's, it's probably my favorite song. It's very easy. It's, it's a straight-up country song with, like, harmonica. Yeah. Very folky. And that is about the point of view from, like, James... And sort of not quite owning what he did, but almost. And it's funny because before I knew any of this, before I researched it further, yeah. there's a specific line about, I'm watching you standing in your cardigan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if these songs were related? Yeah, yeah. And they were. Before I had listened to this, like, like Betty's the first song I heard. Okay. See, I already knew about the... See, I didn't know anything yeah. about it. So there was speculation that Betty was a song about a high school girl mm-hmm. who had a crush on another high school girl. Oh, and of course it gets well because they actually reference James in it. Yeah. But if you listen to the song from that perspective, it is a super fucking sad heartbreak. It is like a devastating yeah. song. Yeah. I read an article saying that these all songs or whatever, like there's different things. It could be with like Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, well, what if this is about maybe mm-hmm. bisexuality? Well, and they're like kind of like mm-hmm. just wondering if it's like a... Yeah. Sowing of a seed, maybe, or something. Possibly. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, and this is a note I forgot. So, Seven mm-hmm. is actually, I think it's Seven, is actually about someone, Taylor Swift, like, someone, the Taylor Swift character, presumably Taylor Swift, kind of knew from childhood, but doesn't remember. And apparently there's a heavy implication that there's a, it was, a, like, her friend was um, somewhere on the LBGT spectrum. Which is like, let's run away. It's very interesting. It's very good. Like, this album, like I said, it's not poppy at all. No. It is... The poppiest song's probably Betty, to be yeah. honest. I mean, it? honestly, and it's, it's not that poppy. Yeah, um, no. There's no, like, big... Like, there's none of that. It's yeah. just straight, folky, low And I listen to... <laughs> I listen to, like, I, I listen to Charles Swift every now and then. I went, I, I did some deep diving. Ooh. Um, like Betty. Like Betty did. Uh, the Betty's. The, poor Betty. She whap. She, that's what that song's about. That wet ass pussy. Um, Holes in the house. That's, we can talk about that as an afterthought. I found a song called Me, mm-hmm. which co stars uh, Brendan Urry from, I think, Panic at the Disco. Oh, cool. The Taylor Swift character, Weimar Germany or something like that, and they're talking in a language. Hmm. And she goes up. How could you do this? Not in front of our young children. And they go to the cats. It's just two cats sitting there. <laughs> anyway. Well, what if this is Taylor's response to being into the movie Cats? <laughs> I forgot she was in that fucking movie. <laughs> I'm almost thinking about buying this album. I'm probably going to buy this. It's really good. It's the biggest, not problem with this album, the biggest challenge of this album is the baggage that Taylor Swift yeah. as a name does. Because, like I said, this is a very different album. Yeah. I can't imagine if this was their first album... Yeah. If this was our first album, it might be a different conversation. It's it is kind of one note thematically. <coughs> <coughs> I did take my allergy pill today. Okay, sure, COVID. And I was also looking door. See, I, I I like Taylor, but there's something that ultimately kind of turns me off to her at times. Yeah, I mean, she was so young when she like broke into the music yeah. uh, industry, but I never liked that. It, all her inspirations were exes, and you're just like, well, that's, you're that's to what I out. mean there. That's part of it. Although, I think there's a few. But she's a good role model. Like, she's yeah. a good person, but I just. I, I wouldn't say I dislike her, but I just didn't like how she plays it safe all the time. Yeah. And I feel like this album, she didn't play it so much yeah. safe. And we did review. I did re- do a Taylor Swift review. Did we do. I did a single, like, oh. a while ago when she's like, the old Taylor's dead. That one. So oh, I, I do remember that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that would be. Taylor Swift. Folklore. It's very good. Beyonce had a new album out too. Yeah, uh, I wanted to watch so Black is Black King. Black is King, yeah. I it's only know the one song that I see. Yeah. I think it's on Disney Plus as a visual and I haven't been able to find it. I heard visually it's really cool. Yeah. I heard that like but it's a lot about Lion King and some people are kinda of turned off about that. Yeah. Like not because Lion King, but they're like, Why don't 
like uh-huh. they kind of like weren't where this fits in yeah. in her catalog. But um, I've never been a big Beyonce fan. I don't dislike mm-hmm. her. Just mm-hmm. when Mandalorian season two comes in and I up Disney Plus for a week, I'll hit that. I'll hit like uh, Blackest King. Yeah, I'll check it out because uh, I do have Disney Plus. But yeah, I've been uh, watching some movies and whatnot. Oh, oh a movie yes. you say? Oh, before so, we forget. Do so you have anything else before we go? Um, no, I think I'm, I'm thinking pretty good. All right, so that ends our Music. Taylor Swift segment. Yes, Taylor Swift, if you ever heard of her. You yeah. know she's from Reading. I did believe Did you me. like how she mentioned Pennsylvania, one of the lyrics? I did, yeah, that's horrible. And that was in uh, Seven. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big... I had this discussion with someone once about... If they mentioned... If they Philly. mentioned Pennsylvania... Actually, yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah. Like, Fuck you! Philly in the house! Even though it's usually... It's usually in reference to something that the rest of the country would consider heinous. Yeah. Like being like a monster. <laughs> or like Tim Armstrong in that X-Files episode. <laughs> but we, movies, we watch movies on occasion, Jamie. Yeah, we watch a few movies. But we watch a lot of like different movies. Mm-hmm. And a while ago, I watched a movie. I loaned you the disc. Yes. Um, it took me a little while and I, well, Lou let me climax. Climax. Um, you can talk more about it because I don't have all the details. I, I did uh, mail it the other day. Yeah, I saw. I'm getting, you know what I'm getting now? What? Ultraviolet. Oh. And I have uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse right now. Okay, good stuff. You can tell the movie's good if they recap the last movie in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> Climax came out in 2018 by a French director, Gaspar No. Did you ever see any of his other stuff? No, I want to. I want to, to now. Though. This is, it's a horror movie? It's, yeah. I... It's a very odd movie. It's an art house movie. It is largely improvised. Yes. The only, what we consider recognizable star is Sofia Butea. And she Butella. was um, in um, Atomic Blonde. Yeah, she's Atomic she Blonde, like the French spy. Or The Mummy in that movie that no one saw with Tom Cruise. <laughs> there are a lot of, a lot of improv. Yeah. A lot of very long takes. Somewhat conveniently, the main credits are on screen 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Which, 45 minutes? 40, which is almost halfway through, which is good. I because didn't realize that. After those 45, there's a... A sharp dividing line, in my opinion, in the movie as to what happens before those credits and what happens after. So, Correct. what is Climax about? It's a bunch of dancing. Yeah. It's a bunch of more dancing. Yeah. A bunch of LSD. Yeah. A bunch of crazy. Mm-hmm. A bunch of fucking. Yeah. A bunch of dead. So... A yeah, bunch like, of, and a bunch of being un- uncomfortable. So, it's very uncomfortable <laughs> movie. So, Gaspar Noe asked the question, what would happen if you had a French dance troupe uh, rehearse and then drink sangria spiked with acid? <laughs> and that's, not, that's a spoiler in the sense that the little kid from The Sixth Sense is dead people. That's the premise of the movie. Yeah. And it opens with just these interviews. Yes. Like a screen within a screen, and you're watching this tape, and along, lining either side of the screen are all these... Um, Horror movies that are like... Like Suspiria is one of them. I saw Suspiria, because the way the, the, the yeah. uh, shot is a very mm-hmm. Suspiria. And then you're treated to a very long dance sequence. That goes on entirely too long. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, there's parts of... This. This was a hard movie to watch. Yeah. But it's it's worth a watch. It's worth you a just, single watch. Yeah. You don't have to watch too much with the dance. Like, it's cool, uh-huh. and then you're just like, all right, so, um, I'm going to go on my phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, so, so you sort of meet all the characters, and, like, the person leading this troupe was, she used to be a dancer, and she stopped dancing. She has a son. Yes. And there's, like, this DJ named Daddy. He's who's, awesome. He's, like, he's, he wears, like, a kilt. Yeah. He's a friend. He's an Afro-French. Yeah. He's, 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 he's uh, yeah, he's, uh. Uh, not African American, but yeah, he is. He's a French. He's a Frenchman, a black French, and he's a DJ, DJ guy. Yeah, and then there's like this other guy who's like baby who wants to fuck our straight dude, and so in the first forty five minutes, there's a, like after they dance, there's a lot of improv, and like there's this, it's insanely too long. Like there's this long segment of these two guys just talking about how they want to fuck women. Yeah, and it goes on forever. He's like, and you know, you fuck them in the ass. <laughs> um, also subtitled, so if that turns you off. Didn't you don't me. really need the subtitles either way, to be honest with you, after a certain point. <laughs> For most, yes. Um, and, you know, there's like a buffet table and people are drinking and having a good time. Somewhat coincidentally, this one girl chooses not to drink. Yes. Um, important, at one point, there two people are talking about either another dancer or an ex-roommate or something. And they mention how this person was doing LSD and they got to a point where they're just shooting into her eyes. Yeah. Important later. Um, yeah. yeah, the acid starts to kick in. But you don't know who, you know one person 
definitely didn't, but you're really not sure who drank it. Like, you know yeah. most people did, but there could be people yeah. that didn't. But, yeah, and it's not like... And people start to catch on that there's something... They were spiked. Yeah. And, yeah, the problem... So this one woman does not drink because she's pregnant. And this turns out to be a problem for a moment. Everyone realized they've been... Spiked a, with a... I must be an... Like, it must have been half LSD. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I, yeah. like, that was just... Had to be so much LSD. Because yeah. it wasn't a good trip. Yeah, it was not a good trip. <laughs> Like, this stuff starts at, like, so, like I said, there's a sharp dividing line when things really get nutty. And everyone's kind of dancing and, like, feeling a little drunk. And, and some I'm, people are like, like Ooh, I don't feel good. good. And, and I was like, just ride with it. Go. Even Daddy's like, yeah, just relax. <laughs> and then when they realize they, like, they, they, they're, they've all been, like, dosed. Yeah. Like, they're like, who didn't drink the LSD? And, well, like, they immediately go after the director. They, so the director locks her kid in a oh, room. Oh, that's fucked up, yeah. And you're like, I was like, this kid's going to die. I did. Yeah, so. <laughs> and the kid, I think, drank some sang. The director, so first off, like the pregnant woman is singled out because she didn't drink the LSD. And she's not telling anyone she's pregnant. I think yeah. she tells Sophia. Yeah. The one woman just starts kicking the shit out of her. Well, and then just she says, well, Sophia's like, she is pregnant. And she's like, no, she isn't. And they just start kicking her and she's like crying. And it's and like, it's a pretty. cutting herself. She's like, just kill me. And... Yeah, she just starts cutting her. Like, it's really fucked up. And that's the first time I had to stop them. And by the way, like, I can take a lot. I was like, I, didn't, I need to take a break. I didn't stop it there. Yeah. I stopped. And the, the, granted, I'm watching this while my cat is definitely yeah. ill and I'm very stressed out. I stopped it when the one girl, might have been Sophia, goes into the room where you can see the forest and she's just like, oh, like bad, convulsing yeah. and just uh-huh. being crazy. Yeah, I was, I, I, I only came twice watching this movie. <laughs> just kidding. So, and there's like, then they decide another guy did it and they throw him out into the cold. It's like snowing out. Yeah. And they throw him out into the cold and then, like I said, they show credits. And then thing, that's when things really get tripped. Like the dance director. She puts her, she locks her son in like a utility closet to protect him from everyone else. Which is a good idea, but you know, once you hear that he that locks from the outside and yeah. not the inside, you're like, this kid's dead. There's like a faulty electrical panel in that room and she tells him not to touch it. And, like, and at one point the power goes out. And she, yeah, it's so sad. And you're like, oh, he's dead. And like I said, everyone's he's tripping. like, the cockroaches. Like, yeah, like, oh my God, that was yeah. <laughs> and like I said, the second half is really fucked up. Everyone's like not doing good. Everyone starts fucking. There's a brother and sister who fuck. Yes. There's a theory. I'll go in more, but with it later. All right. So they all get like fucking crazy and they're like kind of violent. And then the people that aren't violent are yeah. just like fucking. Yeah. It's... And just like dancing. Mm-hmm. And like the brother keeps trying to fuck his sister. Yeah. And at one point he does, and he's like, I'm not going to tell Dad. And then people start dying. I like the DJ, the, the bigger... The, Daddy? He, yeah. Daddy is awesome. Like, he was, like, real chill and, like, fucking everybody. I was going to get into... I was going to write down the name, because most of the names they never say. Yeah. Because one, it's actually irrelevant, because yeah. you don't really meet... Most of the people were dancers, by the way. I think a lot They're, of... I think they filmed it in 15 days, and it was largely improv. And, yeah, then it, it basically goes to the morning when the police come. And they, like, find, like, one guy, like, froze to death outside. Yeah. And most it, of them are dead. Most I of them are dead. And a handful are probably still um, alive. And it's this carnage. And then you go up to the room of one of the dancers, Psyche. Yes. Who is just sitting there relaxed and listening to music. And then she drop puts LSD in her, LSD in her eyes. Which, of course, would lead us to believe Well, there's does. that theory. Yeah. But she could still be so high and found it, they were saying. Yeah. Or, and I, I believe it's more that. There's a theory that the brother and the sister, he spiked it so he could fuck her. Oh, that would be, yeah. There, so there's that theory. But, yeah, this movie is... It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. It's one of the most uncomfortable movies. Like, I don't have to stop movies that much. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't do this. Then you're like, I'm going to turn this off. This I started fast-forwarding that And first... then, like, with all the dancing, you could pretty much fast-forward the half, first half hour, more it's, or less. Yeah. Once they get done dancing and all that stuff. And then... It, it, it kind of gets, I would yeah. say, good. It's it's worth worth a watch just because it's just so. I was alerted to this. It was another preview in front of I think Midsommar. So High Life and this movie were two previews in oh, front okay. of it. And unlike High Life, which I ultimately decided I liked, I really liked it. What climax? Um, High Life. Yeah, High Life. I really like so climax. I li- I don't know that I could. I'm gonna, I would never rewatch. I might watch it someday, but probably not for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's. Um, so I finished. Snowpiercer was really, really, really good. There is a second series, season, sorry. So I watched the um, season finale, and I don't know what to think about it. 
I, I thought it ended well, but there could be some, like, it, I, I just don't want it to be generic, kind mm -hmm. of, but it, I, I thought it was very, done very well. Yeah. And then I started Killing Eve. Yes. Killing Eve has Sandra Oh from, most people know, uh, um, Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy. Oh. She's in Sideways. She, yeah. She's married to the director of Sideways. Um, and I forget the name of the main character, uh, the, the assassin. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Killing Eve is more or less about Sandra O's oh's character is a detective who's like obsessed with like, lo like mm -hmm. knows everything about serial yeah. killers, assassins, like pays attention, all that details. And she ends up working for like MI6 mm -hmm. to find this female assassin. Mm. And this female assassin is, she almost looks like Izzy from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But she's she's Russian and she's fucking amazing yeah. and she has a crush on Sandra right. Oh so she leaves her like presence and like contacts her Ooh. and it's it's very interesting it's like this and there are only eight um, episodes episodes long so I'm halfway through the second season mm -hmm. and the second season at first I was like eh, I don't I don't know about this and it, it still mm -hmm. got really good but I I am hooked. It is fantastic. Where, what is this on? Hulu. Um, Hulu and um on demand. But uh, do you have Hulu at all? No. Okay. I'm sure it's on other stuff, but it's fantastic. That's awesome. It, like oh. you would love the the Russian assassin. Like the yeah. first scene ever is like she's sitting in a restaurant and there's like this uh -huh. little girl like, hee -hee, like yeah. just eating her ice cream and they keep looking at each other and she like smiling at the assassin mm -hmm. and she kind of looks up and smiles and then like she sees a girl having more fun. Yeah. So it's time to leave, and she gets up the assassin and just spills her ice cream. Oh, wow. like, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I read the I read like the synopsis. I really want to see this. Yeah, it's awesome. Even though I saw it the first time, and it was called Debs. I joke. A little, a little different, but yeah. it's it's good. Sure. Anyway, folks, we're like at an hour now. Yeah. Anything else you want to hit on? I can't think of anything really. So. Next time I might talk about a new movie I'm watching. Well, an old movie, Ooh. Phantom of the Paradise. I never saw it. Sorry, Brian De Palma. Yeah, yeah I'm watching I never it saw now. It. I know it was at the Colonial for a while. For yeah, it's like games. a big cult movie. Yeah, I never um, watched it though. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Word up. All right. Uh, we'll see you in a bit. Bye. Bye.